Okay, got it. So, so when you got the when so when you talk about chargebacks, trust or whatever, so you got to understand and ask yourself in this process what matters most. Well, here's also another thing though that you have to understand. One of the other risks that you have to understand about chargebacks, whether you defend it or not, it goes on what's called your chargeback record. You got a chargeback record that's attached to your business EIN. Okay. The business is the merchant. Jake, what do you mean the merchant? The merchant is the, the place who actually receives the transactions. Now, you have a merchant processor. Who processes what the merchant receives. And then you have a merchant bank. That actually is the bank that holds the reserves of the company and pays the money back to the merchant after the money went through. So typically there's some type of point of sale, POS system, which is point of sale that is housed and attached to the merchant EIN, social if you use your social, and business information. Are y'all following me? Press the number one if y'all are following me. Press the number one if y'all are following me. Want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Press the number one if y'all are following me. Awesome, 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 awesome. All right, so when I'm dealing with the POS system, the merchant bank is who actually pays back the, the, the POS, right? Okay. Now, remember I told you that when, when the customer... goes to their bank... And ask for their money back and the bank delivers the money or they, they start the due diligence process. The bank actually, remember I told y'all they, they actually go to the business and say what the what the F, you know, what the F happened? They actually contact the merchant bank and they say WTFH. What the F happened? The merchant bank then contacts the processor. The processor then pings the merchant. So there has to be communication moving forward. So the merchant bank gives them a response or they say, charge us and we're going to charge the processor who's going to charge the merchant. That's kind of how that flow works. That's how that flow works. That's how the flow works, okay? Let me make it big for my uh, Instagram folk.
Make sure y'all can see it. So the customer says, I want my money back. The bank says, okay, we'll give you the money back or we'll start the process. The bank says, man, WTFH, what the F happened, man? The merchant accounts has a response. If they don't, they get communication from the business, which is the merchant. The merchant then provides any documentation signed, contracted, or agreed upon amongst the purchasing of the product. Based on that, the merchant will either give the information or say, man, you know what? Go ahead and process it. We'll deal with that on this chin. Now, here's the problem with dealing with chargebacks, though. When you're dealing with a chargeback, if you get too many, the merchant bank will cut off all relationship with you. The merchant bank will cut off all relationship with you. And typically what they will do, they will hold money in a reserve. Have any of you ever dealt with a merchant, Stripe, Zelle, PayPal, or anything like that, where you are actually processing a lot of money and then all of a sudden, they hail your money in a reserve. Have y'all ever been a part of that? I have. So currently, currently, when the risk is high for the merchant bank dealing with the merchant, when the risk is high, when the risk is high, they hold the money you were supposed to get. When the risk is high, they hold the money that you were supposed to get. No matter how good of a relationship you got, no matter if you're talking directly with a merchant, see like PayPal, PayPal is a merchant processor. PayPal is, or PayPal is this, is this right here in the middle. PayPal is this. They got a merchant bank where the reserves and the actual processing happens. The, the merchant processor is usually the collector of the information. They're like the house that manages the accounts. They're also the house that typically manages the reports. They're also the house that manages all that, right? That's what they typically do. They manage those things. So that they communicate back and forth with your merchant bank. And nine times out of ten, you will never even know the name of your merchant bank. You will only know the name of your merchant processor. Nine times out of ten, you will never know the name of your merchant bank. You will only know the name of your merchant processor. The merchant processors who you know, like so PayPal, Zen Payments, companies like that. You will know their name, but you won't know their bank that they go through. Why? Because they hold the, the upfront responsibility. The merchant bank is just... They have no emotions in the game. They just are literally processing payments. All right. So, so when your bank says, man, what the F happened? The money, uh, money goes from the merchant bank to there. If the merchant bank thinks that your account is too much of a risk, they will cut off relationship with you and they can hold your money for 180 days past your batch date. They can hold your money for 180 days 
pass your batch date. Jake, what is your batch date? When you make a transaction with your merchant processor who processes it with the merchant bank, they get all of the sales that happened that day and they typically distribute your money to your bank account within two uh, business days. Typically what happens, two business days. If the merchant relationship is severed with the merchant bank, they can hold whatever money you were supposed to get batched out to you or paid out to you, they can hold it for 180 days. So, in full transparency, since one of the companies, one of the brands that we have had to pay back $1.2 million in chargebacks and re refunds and merchant fees, that considered because of a because of a because of one product the merchant although we've been doing great bit let me tell y'all something when it, when it comes about building relationships especially in the financial sector you can have 12 years of an amazing relationship one or two bad months dealing with these banks one or two bad months can literally destroy 12 years of a relationship that you built. Also, why is this important? Because that can happen with your customers. And this is something that you have, you have to face. Remember, I, I, said, I said in one of the trainings, you earn trust by the drip. You lose trust by the gallon. You earn trust by the drip, you lose trust by the gallon. This is just this is just what it is. So understanding this will allow for you not to make the same mistakes that we did. Jake, I just don't get it though. Why are you why are you teaching this to us? And why are you or why are you explaining one of one of the mistakes from one of your companies? Why? Why would you tell us what's really going on, what you had to pay back, um, what's still outstanding, and why would you tell us that the merchant account closed the bank and could be holding reserves? Very simple. Because I do not want you to make the same mistakes in your business. I cannot sit here and teach you business strategies as a business developer if I also don't teach you the other side of it that can cause strife and kill your business's momentum or eventually bankrupt you. This is just what it is. So I can't expect for you just to get all the good stuff about Jake and his companies and not teach you some of the things that we've messed up so that you can make a better decision and you can ensure that your product delivers, right? So, so currently we're dealing with a 180 day hold with a merchant bank that is holding our money because we became a high risk to the merchant bank. So they're holding seven figures worth of money that we haven't realized as a company because we were high risk. Is that the merchant bank's account problem? Nope, that's not their fault. Is that the merchant processor's problem? Nope, that's not their fault in this occasion. 
Is that the customer's problem? In most cases, nope, not their fault. The problem that this relationship became a high-risk relationship was because a product was delivered and the people did not receive it well. Very simple. Product was delivered. It was not received well. The, the, the $1.2 million in chargebacks and refunds. Listen, y'all, I'm not talking about over a year. I'm talking about in a month. In 30 to 60 days span, this much was paid back out. You cannot tell me you want to build a big business if you don't want to deal with the big mistakes that come with it. You got to deal with it. You got to deal with that. You got to deal with the mistakes that you made and deal with it head on. Got to deal with it. Can't talk about the good and then also not deal with the mistakes that you made. Head on. Got to deal with it. So in our, in our situation, anybody with that product that went through their bank and asked for a chargeback, we have not fought it at all. Now, after now the question you may have is, Jake, after 180 days, can the merchant bank keep your money? Oh, hey, LaRonda, that's LaRonda. All right, so, so now, can the merchant keep your money after 180 days? Can the merchant keep your money after 180 days? The answer is legally no. The merchant bank cannot keep your money after 180 days. However, if you keep getting active chargebacks, technically, they can just reset your batch date and reset the 180-day hold. Now, PayPal has been known to do this. Stripe sometimes has been known to do this. Sometimes. But in most cases, most merchant banks, they go with the original batch date. They go with the original batch date. And after dealing with the original batch date, then uh, they process the 180 days. Then you can uh, fulfill or let go of all the other obligations that you have. Okay. Now, are there cases where the merchant bank holds your money? and you had your risk never increase. Yes, there are cases where the merchant holds your money, they counsels the relationship, they say that they're gonna hold it and release it. When you know that, when you know that you didn't offer any higher risks, your refunds or chargebacks did not spike, they've been the same and they just counseled that relationship, now they're gonna hold your money, then you can get your lawyer involved and, and offer a demand letter from your lawyer to get them to release the reserve and you have to be able to prove that your business was not high risk and then typically they'll release your money within seven business days. That's what happened with us with Stripe.
That's actually a good question. So, um, charge back. Uh, let me, let me, let me, let me. That's actually a great question. That'll go good with today's lesson. So let me go over what a refund is. Let me go over what a refund is. Um, and then I'm going to answer that question. That's a great question to go with today's lesson. Remember, if you just now chiming in, this is a part of my series, 12 months to a million dollars business series. I think this is like the eighth lesson that I've taught, eighth or ninth lesson that I've taught. And today we're dealing with a hard a conversation, which is chargebacks and refunds. And as I do with all of the business endeavors that I have, I use my examples. I also use the examples of, 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 of the negative things that happen in my businesses that can bring light to help people not make the same mistake. All right. So, so what is a refund? What is a refund? A refund, a refund is when the customer, is when the customer, oh, y'all can't see that. Hold on. Let me make it, let me make it thicker. A refund is when the customer, oh, wait, that look, that don't look good. Hold on. A refund is when the customer, goes directly to the business and they say I'm dissatisfied with the product and I want my money back. In our businesses, we have been known to do this. It's the easiest way to not have to deal with the meta banks. It's the easiest way to not lose an account. It's the easiest way to mitigate your risks. It's the easiest way to do that. However, when you give an enormous amount of chargebacks back, the merchant account is going to hit you with uh, what the F happened. And you may lose the account if they think that it's, um, uh, you were like cleaning money. But if you can prove that customers were just not happy, that's fine. So refund is when the customer goes directly to the business and the business just gives the money back. Now, in this occasion, there's a couple of things that matter when you offer this. Every, every company has whatever their description is on what their refund policy is. It's typically in the terms and agreements, right? In most businesses, they are black and white and they go with this product. Most businesses are black and white and they just they just refer to the terms and conditions and then that's how they say, no, no, you don't get that back. We're not giving that to you because of the terms and conditions. Now, there are some occasions where as a business, if you're trying to build and create credibility, if you're trying to Build and create credibility. Hold on. LaRonda, this, this, LaRonda, this is a class. This is a class I've been teaching. <laughs> I said that I will address those questions that y'all may have. 
that's pertaining to this class um, and how that works and how it functions, I'll address that. But those of you, uh, but those of you who are um, uh, MBWO and you're talking about the, a, a specific product, I'm going to talk to you live on Tuesday. <laughs> and if you all want to see uh, if it's a class, just go to my IG business series and look at Million Dollar Business Series. You're going to see that this isn't, I'm, I'm on my eighth class lesson. This is a class. I'm teaching a class from real life experiences. Okay, so if that were the case, companies would do that. But if you're trying to build credibility on your brand and your business, sometimes you have to Cancel this to keep the relationship symbiotic. Sometimes you have to cancel what you wrote in the description to continue having trust with your brand to keep the relationship symbiotic. Because here's the truth. Because here's the truth. The truth is this. The truth is this. If you can cancel this and save the relationship, remember, if we go back, let's go back. Remember, if we go back to looking at the mistakes of your product that you disseminated, remember, the first thing you got to do is collect all data. The second thing is you got to fit, you got to find what the true complaint is. The third thing you got to do is provide the resource. The resource of what they're asking for, which takes me back to, which takes me back to here. If giving them their solution and they feel like you collected all the data, they feel like you're honest and genuine listening to their true complaint and you can provide them the solution of what they're actually asking for, you may actually save the relationship long term. You may save the relationship long term that can actually add more value to your brand. This is what's key. So in our case, talking in full transparency, as y'all know that I've been doing, when I told y'all, where's, where's that, where's that, where's it at, where's it at? Wait, wait, where'd it go? Oh, here it goes. When I told y'all, us dealing with the merchant, how much, how much in chargebacks and refunds have been disseminated? Um, and we lost the account with the, one of the merchant banks. They're holding reserve for a little bit. But in this case, no matter what your terms and agreement says, if, the, if you got enough people who are disgruntled and dissatisfied, sometimes you got to cancel the terms of agreements so that you can keep this going. Because remember, because remember, 
People build companies. People build systems. People give their money and resources to you. It's the people that make the business. It's the people that work in your company. It's the people that make it all flow and make it all work. It's the people that makes it happen. So you got to find a mitigation. So one of the sisters that's watching the class, she said, Jay, so why when it comes to a refund, why won't the company just offer the money back if they're dissatisfied? There are several, there are several reasons why companies may not offer the refund immediately when people are dissatisfied. Because if you can't collect the data and find the true complaint, that won't stop you from making the same mistakes. So in one of the all mistakes, when, when, when uh, allowing your product to be sold and sent out, was that as a company, we didn't go through the proper due diligence. To ensure that the product was a fit for the consumer and that the consumer was a fit for the product. Very simple. Because if the product works with a specific type of consumer, the product needs to only be sold to a specific type of consumer. But when you sell a product, and don't know the specific type of consumer and you sell to everybody, it can cause strife and ultimately end up having you losing on the relationship end. Very, very, very critical and important. So a lot of times businesses don't give refunds immediately. It's because if they don't have, if the, if the, if the, if the managing business um, that oversees the brands or the, the head of the company um, or whoever is managing uh, this part of business, if they don't have enough of the data or enough of the complaint, if they just see a lot of money just leaving the company and don't have data or understand what's going on, it can cause confusion in the company and have, and have them continue to make the same mistakes. The second thing, when it comes to uh, why businesses may not give a refund immediately and they may say, just go to, through your bank, is because of this. If, if, if the company, because they became high risk, began to start losing a lot of money because of the chargebacks that were happening, that have, and y'all gotta understand, chargebacks have to get approved or can get defended by the actual business. If the business doesn't want to defend it, that's when the chargeback goes through. So again, just to recap, a lot of you think that just because you go to your bank, that it means it's going to happen. And a lot of times your bank may forward it to you, but they may retract it back after the business proves or disproves. Okay. So in this, uh, this occasion, I, we didn't defend any chargebacks that came through, haven't defended them. And so in our case, the reason why we would say, or a company would say, go to the bank, go through your bank to get the, go, uh, go through your bank to get your refund is because if the merchant bank is holding the reserve, from the money that was supposed to be dispatched to the company and they're holding it because you're a high risk. When you go through your bank, that merchant bank will pull from the money that you haven't realized. If not, uh, and if the account was still open, the merchant account will actually start taking money ACH out of your business account, 
even if they still are holding your money. This is why it's very important that you got to understand the merchant game. You have to understand the merchant game and you have to have a good relationship with your merchant. Because if you got a good relationship with your merchant processor, they can speak on behalf of you to tell the merchant bank to allow your reserve to pay the chargebacks. Now, why is that important? It's important because if the merchant bank is holding the cash or capital, if the merchant bank is holding the capital for a specific transaction, business, brand, or service, and they discontinue the relationship, the merchant still has the revenue that hasn't been realized by the company. Risk went up, it canceled. Now, this is what I want to tell y'all. Do not let it get that bad. Somebody said, look like grass water. Oh, you said, what's the green? This is, uh, let me ask my wife. Baby. Bunny, what's, what's this called? The green juice? Oh, it was kale, uh, kale and apple. Green apple. This is uh, this is kale and green apple. Kale and green apple. Kale and green apple. Good. All right. So, what you do not want, you do not want to ever be in this position. My bad. My bad, son. Oh, you think you think he was trolling? Oh, my bad. Um, you do not ever want to get into this position. If you have a good relationship with your merchant processor, though, and they know the history of your business, they can go and start defending you on this end. That can help savor your business. However, guess what happens? If a merchant bank is so displeased with your company and your merchant processor does not give you more banks, when they shut down this relationship and they are holding your money from your company in a reserve and the customer is asking for their money back, if the business never realized the money because the merchant still has it, this can be a big issue when it comes to dealing with your customers. So when you're building a business, please, 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 please listen to me. When you deliver a product, always make sure you keep the customer in mind. And if you have any red flags or question marks about the usage of your product, just don't launch it. Just don't launch it. Just don't launch it. It'll save you the headache, y'all. It'll save you the headache. It'll save you the headache and makes it'll make sure that that you go through the proper due diligence to delivering the product. Because once you lose this merchant bank, they sever that relationship and they hold your money. There's literally nothing you can do until they release your funds. Nothing you can do. So, what must you do as a company if you ever get into this position or in this situation? What must you do? You have to come up 
after you got the data, after you understand what the heat is with the merchant, there are two things that you got you that you can do. You can continue to communicate with your customers, be open with them, and tell them, hey, go through your bank. Go through your bank, please go through your bank and go and go retrieve your funds. Please go through your bank. Or, or you can say, what's the next play? What's the next play? Let me go and speak with my, with my customers. Let me own up to the shit that's happening and come up with, uh, some companies do, it's called a, uh, uh, it's called a, um, I, well, I'm teaching, so, okay, I'm teaching y'all, but this is something that, it's called a, it's called a refund schedule, okay? And a refund schedule says, based on people who are disgruntled, for those that actually, now, now again, this goes back. If you got a history of selling ain't shit products, this ain't going to work. If you got a history of selling ain't shit products, this ain't going to work. Okay? It ain't going to work. However, if you got a solid product, but you have a product that didn't do right, if your customers really mess with your brand or your business, the only thing they really care about is you fixing the problem and giving them what their real complaint is. Remember, remember, I'm telling y'all, you can't help them if you don't know what the real complaint is. Okay? So once I know what the real problem is, I see what's going It's called a refund schedule. And the refund schedule works just like this. There's a communication. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on, LaRonda's love game. You know I ain't never... Hey, listen, I handle, I handle issues straightforward. It's called a refund schedule. Okay? She and I be texting and she's over here. I don't know if she's trolling, messing with me or what. But anyway, so... Um, <laughs> uh, so a refund schedule works like this. You say... You say, um, you say, I'm sorry, I got distracted. You say, okay, boom, this is the situation. This is what's going on. Y'all can go through your banks, but this is what's going on. If you sign up here, you can get on a refund schedule. And based on a refund schedule, uh, uh, funds will be refunded to you based on the schedule date that you get. Now, one thing you cannot do as a company, you cannot fuck up the refund schedule. <laughs> If you mess up the refund schedule, ain't no going back. Listen. <laughs> ain't no going back. Ain't no going back. You can't, you can't mess up the refund schedule. Because you got to remember, business is people doing business with people. And most people are willing to work with people that got a valuable brand or message or mission or other products. Now, if you, you tank that and you mess that over, that's a wrap. So you can create a refund schedule that says, hey, listen, y'all, this is what's going on, but what you're going to have to do, 
you're also going to have to provide them facts that show them improve what you're talking about. Very important. Why? Because in one of my lessons, I talked about how customers are your many investors into your company. So, so in back in the day, I was talking to my brother, Sean Item. And back in the day, private companies never had to really be public with what they did with funds or things of that nature, um, uh, even if the product was botched. But today's times is a more transparent time. So if you're going to go to your customers like this, you better have your facts that can prove that you ain't bullshitting. Got it? Got it. So when you do that, you open up the communication the next thing you got to do is, the next thing you got to do is, hold on, find the next play. Here's why. Because once you give a refund schedule, you have to stick with it. So don't promise things that you can't cash. So if I create a refund schedule and you got to stick with it, you got to find the play and then you start running business as is. What you got to do during this time, you cannot take profit during this time that you have a refund schedule. The only thing you should be taking out is the cost of business. And the cost of goods. All extra money on top of this needs to be going to your refund schedule so that you can continue building a solid relationship with your customers. This is what it is. Why? You cannot take profit when your customers are disgruntled. If you want to deal, if you want to build a business, if you want to build a business based on a solid brand. Now, here's a small fact. This is why a lot of companies that are ran by other types of people. I won't, I won't contribute that to like colorism, but I, when I say other types of people, I mean, they're just in it for the transaction. No real servitude for people. When you understand it like that, this is why a lot of them don't put their faces in their names on companies. This is why they don't put their names or faces on the company. It's because they had an intention not to deliver. 
But when somebody puts their face on a company, you all that are running your businesses, that's a face you can't just cut off and move somewhere unless you just completely just do what they what they be doing them uh face transplants when you put a whole new face on. <laughs> you can't hide your face. So when you build a personality branded business, it's it's a lot harder to escape accountability. Okay. So being that we want to run business differently, you got to deal with the issues at hand. Okay. So that's it for today's class. Now, here's what's important to understand before we close the day completely. Here's what we understand and we, we must face and see. We look online, we see on social media, you even look up to businessmen and women through books that you've read or people that I've talked about or video that you've seen. Okay. And we look at them in awe because they only show us the reels, the highlight reels. But they never show you the realness that happens inside of the business. Whether it's working in your favor or it is not. Anybody that's running a business, you as the entrepreneur and the owner and the brand controller, you're going to make mistakes. That is not the issue. Humans know mistakes happen. But what we have to understand is that now you got to see and ask yourself how you're going to handle the mistake as you see it. How are you going to handle the mistake as you see it? Because that would determine how long your name and brand stays active and successful in business. Okay? So like I always said, I document everything and I'm the receipt king. The reason why I say I'm the receipt king, I like receipts, is because I am going to show you the good, the bad, and the ugly of business so that you can make the best choice for you and your family based on what you want to handle. Based on what you want to handle. What's going on, Taylor? Entrepreneurship is not for the weak. It's not for the fainted heart. It's not for those that just want to get a bag and dip. You want to last. You want to sustain yourself. You got to understand the game. You got to understand the rules. And you got to play them right.
And you must understand that as a true entrepreneur, you are a scientist. You're an artist. An artist know how to take pain, agony, and disappointment and create something beautiful from it. That's what artists know how to do. But you can't run from it. You cannot hide from it. You have to deal with it as you should. Straightforward, head up, full communication and integrity. That's what you have to do. You got to. And here at ABS, we build companies that last. And that means we deal with everything that we got to deal with, every brand that we're behind, every business that we build, we deal with all things straightforward and heads up. We collect the data, we find the real complaint, the real issue, then we resolve the problem. Okay? This is your cousin, Dr. J. And I love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Hope today you got some value from this lesson. Hope you guys got to experience and see some of the mistakes that we've, that I've made. And tomorrow, I think I'm teaching tomorrow or whenever you see me next teach, I'm going to be talking about how to keep yourself from paying for the mistakes of your agents and insurance of your staff, of your founders, of your partners, how to make yourself and protect yourself. And a lot of it has a lot to do with insurance, not life insurance, but protection insurance for things that you cannot control. Listen, I love you. And I'll see you on the next class. Peace. Yeah, we can you can watch the full live later. All right, all right, all right.